and happy Friday, everybody. It is Kate. Yeah. And Summer Justice. What's and we're up? here. It's the time of the the weird time of the year where we don't know who's going to be where, right? <laughs> Everyone's on vacation. Yeah, I've been gone for like two weeks. I haven't seen you. Like, I, I how know. was your holiday? It was good. Um, I did very little. It was a staycation, and I, which nice. I needed. I did crafts. Lots of crafts. <laughs> Lots of crafts. Did you do any I cooking for 80. the holiday? I did for Thanksgiving. I made a big spread. Not the usual, because I'm bored with, like, turkey and all that. Right. So I was like, I'm an adult. I can make food that I want. That's the whole point of Thanksgiving (laughs) is just eat a lot. So I just made a bunch of food I like. I wanted to do something different like that, but then, like... When it came down to the wire, I just could not figure it out. So I went with the traditional, but like I got one of those Genio like turkey breast in a bag. Oh, that's e- that's oh, much so easier. Easy. Yeah, <laughs> and it was delicious. Probably more delicious than the Alton Brown turkeys I've been making in the years past. So cooked a bunch of food, and then my oldest didn't show up. So oh man, <laughs> a lot You're of like, food. More for me. Yeah, right. <laughs> also, we're nearing the end of 2021, which is wild, by the way. It's right? December, and we're getting a lot of show announcements for 2022. Um, just today, like five minutes ago, as of recording this, uh, we just announced Bleachers with Wolf Alice at Red Rocks. What? Which what? have they played Red Rocks Bleachers? If you're listening, have you played Red Rocks before? Like, I don't think I can recall a time that they have. Right. I don't think they have because I mean I've been here for most of the time I've been listening right. to them. So. And then Wolf Alice yeah. coming from the UK to Red Rocks. <laughs> I like I got butterflies when we were finally able to talk about this one. So that's oh. a big one. Uh, of course, I've talked about this before on this podcast, but Jack Antonoff <laughs> is my. Uh, my God, I'm just going to say that. <laughs> I'm not being subtle at all. Uh, and then we got Foo Fighters at Mile High. That's going to be happening next year. We just announced today also the Regrets playing at the Black Sheep here in Colorado Springs, which is another huge one. And so I don't know about you, but when I see this Omicron uh, shit coming at us, I'm like, just can we... Can we not? But we're boosted. Yes, that's true. So we're, I feel a little bit better yeah, about things. Yeah, same here. Okay, so let's get into what we're uh, going to talk about today, where there's a couple, it's of course New Music Friday. We're going to talk about a couple releases that we got today. Of course, though, by the end of the year, it really kind of slows down. Yeah. The music industry is like, all right, I'm kicking my feet up. I'm not doing anything. It's kind of like us with a vacation. <laughs> We're all burning vacation across yeah. the the universe. So you don't know who's going to be on when and what we're doing. <laughs> Uh, but we did get a few releases today, but we're also in a little bit going to hear from Murph from the Wombats. It is What's New Now. Remember to rate, review, subscribe so you get notified of new episodes. Let's talk Tom Morello. I know. We haven't even finished catching a breather from the first one. Yeah. And then he releases a follow-up to the Atlas Underground Fires. Yes, the Atlas Underground Flood. I spent the morning just like full blast in the back, just blaring every song. I don't know if my mind tricked me when I saw the cover art for each album. Yeah. Um, But it's such a good representation for what both of the albums are because the first one is so like banger, 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 banger. You just want punch stuff. You're (laughs) punching the air the whole time you listen to it. And then this one... Minus a couple, like, still bangers here and there. It's so euphoric, dreamy. Yeah. It's so different. I want to say the flood is a euphemism for emotion because I feel a lot of emotion with these tracks. But like you said, 
there are some surprise bangers on there. Yeah, of course, Human, which we got with Barn with Barnes Courtney. Yes, that song we got a few weeks ago, and we're just like obsessed. What? Like, not yeah. only is that amazing song, but also like so proud of our guy Barnes Courtney oh, for being on this song. It's so cool for him. I think the first time I really hung out with you was in this studio with, with Barnes, Barnes Courtney. Courtney, and he had short hair. Six, like it was like six years ago or something. And he yeah. was, it was right after Fire came out, which like human reminds me of that song. Yeah. I'm like, this is a perfect person for Barnes Courtney to team up with. It's gorgeous. I yeah. love it. And so, so proud of him. That's uh, still like after listening to the full album, I'm like, that's still my standout. It's just that good. And I was listening to it over and over and I was like, who does he sound like in this song? I think Kyle Morris from The Unlikely Candidates. Totally. I, I got that like, vibe too. Who is, and then finally... Like, okay, that's what it is. Even you saying that is giving me goosebumps. I know. Another thing I notice is Tom Morello's contribution is pretty subtle. Yeah. Like on Fire, it was unmistakable almost formula for all the songs where, you know, they go through about half the song and then Tom Morello yeah, come in he... with this banging guitar solo. His sound, right? And then this one's a little more subtle. A little bit. There's uh, another track on there from X Ambassadors. Uh, it's definitely a different feel. Just love it. It's like punchy. But I like the kind of country guitar lick that they have in there. Yeah. That's pretty cool, too. Yeah, it feels like Tom Morello with this one just threw all the genres at the wall. And yeah. was like, I, that's, <laughs> this is, we're going to throw it all into a pot and see what we come up with. The, the, uh, the Bachelor with Idols is an amazing yeah. song. The song with Alex Lifeson. That's my surprise track. The Alex Lifeson with uh, Kirk Hammett, Dr. Fresh. You hear the Metallica riffs. You hear the Rush licks. And then, of course, Tom Morello coming in with his signature sound. I think he did, if he had the intention for this album to be more euphoric and dreamy, like, he picked really good people. Yeah. Like, we had Manchester Orchestra on there, which was great. That Manchester Orchestra song reminds me of really old Manchester Orchestra. Right. And the lyrics are so awesome. There's one that stands out in particular from that song. Of course, the song is called The Lost Cause. And... It says, it starts when you stop, and it stops when you start to believe that the lost cause is more than it's costing you. Oof. Yeah. It's deep. <laughs> like, there's way more deep. I, but that one really caught me. It's a haunting song, so. Yeah, the whole thing is really good. I wanted to like the Andrew McMahon song more. I might give it a few more listens. It just sounds like a regular Andrew McMahon in the Yeah, I was song. looking for Tom Morello. Yeah. Though. But I might, it's still pretty. Mm -hmm. I'll give it a few more listens. It's a good one. So thanks to Tom Morello for Heck yeah. giving us two really good albums. And I, I mean, I didn't know this was coming. Did we know there was no? going to be a part two? No. Did we get fire and we're like, all right. We're happy. And then he gives us part two. Uh, but no, I like it. All right, real quick. There's a few honorable mentions that we want to get into for today before we talk to Murph from the Wombats. So I was gone for like two weeks and I was so sad that I couldn't do the podcast. So I did have to honorably mention K-Flay's Outside Voices. Very excited that that came out. I feel like kind of like how Tom Morello is his own genre. I feel like K-Flay is also mm -hmm. her own genre. But the song Weirdo really st stuck out <laughs> oh, to me. Yeah. <laughs> it brought me back to middle school for sure. But I know like... Obviously, even as a kid, yeah, people could call you weirdo, but as an adult. So that one, 
stood out to me. It and stings a little less as yeah. an adult. You're like, <laughs> You're hey, like, that I'm proud. I was embarrassed <laughs> when I was a kid, but yeah. if I'm weird, I'm not boring. So For sure. And then also the Nothing Can Kill Us, that song, I love. So just honorable mention to Kate Flay since I missed the last couple weeks of our podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's we talked a little bit about it and how, just like what we were talking about with Tom Morello, the outside voices and inside voices are such good companions with each other. It was really fun to, I don't know if you did this too, but listen to both of them back to back. Like, yeah. listen to all the way through from Inside Voices. And I cannot wait to see her at the Black Sheep with Upsall. Yes, it's going to be amazing. Announced that show in like May. <laughs> <laughs> it's in March. But yeah, Upsall's opening. What a great combination. Hell yeah. Uh, my honorable mention, I want to throw out LP's new album, Churches. It is a long album, but it is really good. Really? Really good. I'm so glad I put it on my list to listen to this morning. It's gorgeous, by the way. Check out the song. It's a long album, so if you want to dive into it, um, check out the song My Body. It's cool. It's like right in the middle of the album, and it's almost like an old-school folk sound after like several pop songs in a row. Yeah. It's so so good but lp wastes no time getting into this album like with the signature huge booming voice high voice i absolutely love it it's gorgeous check it out um first album since like 2018 i love that she's writing music for herself like Mm -hmm. she's she's a songwriter she's written for some big names but i love that she's finally doing it for herself and releasing that for us yeah and you can hear it in this album it is so good it is gorgeous so that's my honorable mention. Check it out this week. And then one last thing I wanted to say was Wet Legs, new song, Too Late Now. Loving it. It's got like, yeah, yeah, yeah vibes mm-hmm. all over it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to play that on Sunday on New Now, 5 to 7. Everything we've gotten from them is so good. Yeah. How are they doing this? What's your secret? Also on Twitter, I saw they call their fan base Weddies. Ooh. Hey, Weddies. I'm like, <laughs> I said it on, on air the other day and I was like... That almost sounds like I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I don't know why. Whoopsie. It yeah. sounds inappropriate, but I love it. So, of course, those are a couple releases that we wanted to cover for today. As we get towards the end of the year, like we said, it does kind of slow down a little bit. But as we get into January, things kick right off with new releases. Uh, First of all, anything we talked about today, we're going to put in the playlist. So follow along if you want to check it out this weekend. But one of those albums that we're going to get in January is Fix Yourself, Not the World from The Wombats. Can't wait. I talked to Murph from The Wombats, which we'll hear from him in just a second. Um, had him for just a little bit. He was so nice to take a few minutes from, they were literally in like, when we jumped on Zoom, like some rehearsal space or something. <laughs> and because they're getting ready for their big upcoming tour and they have brand new songs that they have to learn how to play live and everything like that. So he was in some kind of, I think, rehearsal space. And he was so, so nice enough to just take a few minutes, check in with us so that we could talk a little bit about this album. So we're going to hear from him in just a second. Um, it was really cool to, I realized we talk about it in this, but I've been listening to the Wombats for 10 years now. Because this Modern Glitch came out in 2011. Right. And gosh, they haven't been here for quite some time. So mm-hmm. I think Denver at the Ogden and like, I want to say 2018 or something was the last time we actually saw them. And then when they played an acoustic set here in yeah. the Springs, it was like it was like a month after I started here. <laughs> it was so in 2016. I, that. I came from a little station, not a little station, but a station in Kansas, right in the middle of Kansas, where bands just didn't route through or anything, and so we didn't get that kind of stuff. And the Wombats, I like I said, been listening to them since about 2011, 2012. 
came through here in 2016, a month after I started here. And that was like one of the first and things I was you like, had to do. What? <laughs> Serious? They're just playing down the road. Um, it was so cool. But it was really great to talk to him. I, I did cut it out in this interview, but it was at the very end. The Wombats like have been a really important band to me this year specifically because I lost a really close friend this year, and the Wombats was like a band that we bonded over a right, lot. Right, I remember. Of all bands, the Wombats was like our band almost. Nerd out and so, together. Um, they've, they've like took on a whole new life for us, I think this year. And I told him that at the very end, I cut it out because it's a little personal, but I, I, <laughs> I hope that wasn't weird. Cause I literally, as we were saying bye, I was like, Hey, real quick, I'm so sorry to say this, um, but I just want you to know how, like how important you are and your band. And I told him, I was like, I have a, a friend, a group of friends in Colorado Springs. We love you guys. We lost one of them this year. And so you guys are very important to us. Okay, bye. <laughs> it was so weird. I think it was weird. It probably wasn't. I wanted it to be much more smooth than that. Right. But in the moment. But yeah. yeah. And I didn't I didn't say it, you know, get sympathy or anything. I just I was like, I can't have him face to face. Right. And not say something. Oh, you no. Know? I've been in that situation with, yeah. with Haley Williams. I was like, I have to tell her this. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and then it never comes out like right? you think. All right, let's get to it. Here's Murph from the Wombats. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Pretty delusional and tired, but um, we'll make it. Well, something will come out my mouth. I'm a, first of all, a big Wombats fan, so personally, this is really exciting. So thank you for doing this. Thank you. Um, what is the time right now like? Are you, is it chaotic trying to get ready for a new release and tour? Um, yeah, it's pretty mad. We're kind of, I mean, I came into London a couple of days ago and we're trying to get all the album songs ready to go live. And it's quite, um, it's quite a lot of work, but um, it's got to be done. So we're doing it now. Is it exciting to get back into that after the last couple of years we've had? Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, it, I'm definitely it's definitely kind of feels like a bit of a holiday to me as well. So um, I'm trying to enjoy it to its fullest. Um, and yet yeah, it's nice to be back in a room with, you know, Dan and Todd and our crew and stuff. And it's 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 good. Well, we're really excited. Of course, we'll have you. We'll talk about the tour in a minute, but we'll have you in Denver in February. Um, it's actually on Valentine's Day, which is really fun and exciting. Lovely. I guess. Oh, we're red. <laughs> and maybe I, I'll swing a my head like Morrissey or something. Well, excited about that for sure. And also the album out in January. So, do you want to tell us a little bit about it? This is album five, "Fix Yourself, Not the World." Tell us a little bit about this one. I mean, energetically, for me. Our fourth album, you know, I was really proud of our fourth album. It did well, probably better than we expected. And um, I was just kind of piggybacking off of the energy from that, really going into writing album five. And um, yeah, really happy with it. It was, you know, um, recorded when there was all these travel restrictions. So, so we were um, in separate countries sometimes um, on different time zones, like talking on Zoom and it was a strange way to work, but it was it was good for me because I've got two kids and I could just like do a nine to five day with like an with an engineer in LA and um, yeah and the album I guess there's lots of kind of themes running through it but the main one for me is kind of letting go a little bit um, you know maybe we're not as in control of our lives as much as we think and I guess this idea of um, I really can't, it's so difficult to control other people and to that maybe our time is better spent focused on on 
making ourselves better or strengthening ourselves or whatever. Yeah. If there's anything that taught us that we have no control over our lives the last couple of years. Yeah. For sure. um, we were just talking about that before you jumped on. Um, I personally have had to disconnect from the online world specifically a lot lately and just do my own hobbies and stuff like that because we were talking about that um, yesterday. It's like, I don't really use social media anymore. I mean, I used to like Instagram, but now I don't like that. I'm just like, I don't know, fucking really bored of other people's opinions, to be honest. So I'm just, I, it, it's obviously very important for the Wombats or for my solo stuff. You know, like it's a good um, way to get information out there fast. But in terms of scrolling through Instagram, I, I try, I'm trying to keep it to a bare minimum, really. Um, I do love uh, the, the title, Fix Yourself, Not the World. What does that mean specifically to you? There's lots of things I, I kind of want to talk about with it and where it came from, but I find myself in murky waters. So I try to keep it as ambiguous as possible, but put it this way over the last kind of couple of years, what people would espouse on social media was very different to how they acted behind closed doors and how they acted when they were speaking to friends and close people. And um, I think that was one of the big inspirations for the, for the um, album title, I guess. Well, I love it. It's a great, um, great advice for everybody. And yeah. we're, we're playing, uh, if you ever leave, I'm coming with you. Am I right? That's the first like official single from the album, right? Yes. We got it. We got a song a while ago. Um, yeah, there was, right. there was Method, Method to the Madness. That was like a standalone thing. And then if you ever leave is the first single. Yeah. And then there's a couple of other ones out as well. Is there any particular um, reason for putting this single out first? Is it does it sum up the album well, or uh, do you just like it? <laughs> um, I don't know if it sums up the album well. Uh, it was it's almost like the oddball from the album. It's like kind of more poppy, more weekendy, more. I don't know. Maybe it maybe it's the first single, especially in the U.S., because it, it, it's probably slightly more palatable than the rest. Um, but, um, you know, I think it's like, if you ever leave and there's a song called This Car Drives All By Itself, like to me, the two, like, you know, those kind of songs don't come around too often. It's a great song, but it's it's definitely the kind of oddball of the album, I'd say. Everything else fits very well and neatly together, whereas oh. this, one, this one was always... I mean, lyrically and theme-wise, it fits in perfectly, but sonically, it was always a little bit poppier, I think. And then we just got um, Everything I Love Is Gonna Die, which is another great song. Um, it's it's a very blunt title, but if I'm, am I right in saying it's not as dark as like it sounds like it's going to be <laughs> once you dive into it? No, it, it it's um, I think it's a very uplifting, positive song with an extremely depressing title. Um, and, it, and it, it should be more liberating than anything else. It's like we are, we're kind of, you know, we truly are like specks of dust and we should be kind of as grateful as possible for every second we get to spend on here, down here, up here, wherever it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Another lesson we've learned from the last year. This seems like a, I, I think a lot of music that has come out recently is a lot of good lessons, I think. In terms of stuff we've learned, and it's been really interesting to me to connect music that's coming out right now to what we've gone through. So we celebrated 10 years of this modern glitch this year, which is really exciting. Like that's 
the album that got me into the Wombats. Um, what I've noticed with you guys is you guys, your sound, at least to me, has stayed pretty consistent. Like, I feel like you're a band that if you hear that song and you don't know, nobody tells you who it is, you could be like, that's undeniably the Wombats. You know what I mean? I think it's your voice with the music, but of course, every band evolves. So how would you say since then and now you guys have maybe evolved the most? I don't know. I, I guess I don't think of it in terms of evolution. It's it, it's more um, it's more just making change when you feel like it's necessary. So our, our second album was kind of a rebellion against the first. We were not really feeling guitars anymore. So we went down this synth road and maybe I look back on it and think maybe we went too far down that road and then we dialed it back again for Glitterbug. And then I really feel like our fourth and fifth albums kind of sit together very well and maybe maybe we found our sound very early on but now we've like truly kind of gotten into the the finer details of it um and i know i personally as a as a um human being and uh writer i kind of feel more confident and more willing to make um willing to make more creative decisions to, to like experiment a little bit more. And I'm kind of positive that it can, you know, we can pull it off. Um, so uh, it's more of a, an evolution of confidence, I think. Yeah. I think about where I was <laughs> 10 years ago when I was listening to it, I was a completely different person. Um, I was playing jump into the fog on college radio and I was just getting into doing this and I had no idea what I was doing yet, but um, that's one of the first song I was playing. So it's, it's, it's kind of crazy to talk to you this uh, far down the line about everything. So we're really excited for um, the new album. We're excited for your tour really quickly. Um, how are you guys feeling about the upcoming tour? We're really, really, really excited, but we've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah. That's all like we can say, but we've got, you know, four or five songs sorted now from the new album and it, they feel, feels great. And we're just excited to get into a room with everyone's faces in it. Yeah. So again, that was Murph from The Wombat. Uh, just, just to check in about the new album that they have coming out in January. Again, it's called Fix Yourself, Not The World. We've gotten a few songs from it at this point. I, I did want to bring up, as you heard, this modern glitch 10 year anniversary of that album. Wow. And when he talked about how by their fourth album, they really nailed it. I totally agree because I think that album is perfect. I think I, I love all their albums, but I think beautiful people will ruin your life, which of course has turn lemon to a knife fight, uh, cheated tongue. He was so right. And when he said in there, like they didn't expect it to do as well as they thought or as it did. Um, that surprised me. Yeah. But maybe because Glitterbug was so massive, yeah. you know. When he said that, I felt almost like vindicated because I think that you their agreed. latest album is perfect. <laughs> so I can't wait to hear this next one. It was really cool to talk to him. Um, like I said, the Wombats are an important band to me, and so it was. I was nervous. I was very nervous. That's weird like, because you didn't even get nervous up. with Twenty One Pilots in the in, like face to face. Oh, you, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> It didn't look see, like it. If you, if you okay, if you watch the video, I guess I hit it. But I was, Dying I was inside. this close to saying I can't do this. <laughs> oh my I was, gosh. I was about to throw up. I was like, well, I, and I wasn't nervous. Here's the thing, I wasn't nervous talking to them. I was nervous about posting the interview and their fans coming at me 
for whatever reason. Oh, because yeah. I, I did a lot of interview prep and I'd watch a bunch of interviews and the comments would just tear the interviewer apart. Why does this person not know this? Or why did this person say that? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm scared of this fan base. What? But if I recall correctly, like they were complimenting you. I remember reading some of them and they were oh, like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The comments were really nice. Yeah. I, it was, there was a moment where it got posted somewhere and it just like took off and that scared me. I was refreshing comments like crazy and I was like, all right, here they come. <laughs> And they were all very positive, which was nice. But, I mean, it helps if you're an actual fan. Yeah. 21 Pilots was my most streamed on my Spotify wrapped. My most streamed artist this year. Hmm. Which is not... I'm like, I don't think that's right. I don't think that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. But it has been many years since I've, like, had them on continuous repeat like that. So, I didn't I do. Know. I didn't do the Spotify this year. I, uh, the only time I use it is on the work one. Oh, yeah. Oh, that'd so be like, interesting. So, like, I, I logged into mine because I just was like, oh, what's mine? It says, you have not listened to any music yet. <laughs> That's my rap. <laughs> okay. This year, I didn't share anything. I was like, this is a weird mix. It's a lot of show tunes. I'm like, <laughs> what was I? Was I okay this year? <laughs> um, yeah, big thanks to Murph from the Wombats. It was really cool to talk to him. I think we're... About out of time for another week. Yeah. Another week right of 2021. 2021. It's almost 2022. <laughs> I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, thinking of year 2022, yeah, I was like, I'm going to be so old by then. I just, I always thought of it as like a futuristic thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's going to be the future. We were going to have Futurama tubes. Right? Taking nope. us everywhere. <laughs> we can't even fix potholes. Uh, <laughs> <you're> right? <laughs> Summer, what's this weekend for you? I'm going to take my son to get a new job as a COVID tester proctor oh, wow. person yeah <laughs> all right i mean it's gonna pay big bucks so that's, that's good yeah. on my list and that's about it i'm gonna watch tick tick boom again probably nice i can't stop watching that <laughs> <laughs> that's, of course it's my new obsession all right happy friday everybody check out all the music check out the interview with the wombats and thanks for hanging out